becoming accountable. What does it really mean to become accountable? Uh, what's going on, everybody? This is the specialist, and I'm going to be talking about this in this episode in a very different way than you might have heard from like other people. Because <clears throat> usually when people talk about becoming accountable, they do so when it comes to like actions and behaviors and words and stuff like this. But but actually, what I'm going to try to explain to you and teach you in this episode is that the deepest forms of accountability, I think, have more to do with your thoughts, your emotions, your story, becoming thought, becoming accountable about those things. Because these actions, these words, these behaviors don't come from a vacuum. They don't come from nowhere. They come from these thoughts. They come from these stories that you tell yourself, these interpretations that you think are true, even though they may not be true. Uh, this kind of thing. And so this is why I want to really go into this in deep with this episode. It's a bit long, so if you feel like pausing or grabbing a drink or anything like this, please do so. Um, and, you know, this is going to be something that if you are very interested in becoming more self-aware, becoming more wise as a person, you might want to be interested in listening to deeply. Uh, you know, the foolish will all become more foolish and the wise will become more wise over the years if they just listen to their wisdom and stay with it and question things and things like this. And so I want to teach you what true accountability really means, what it really means to be accountable in this episode. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I will talk to you in the next one. What is accountability? How does it work? How do we do it without getting stuck in moral judgments about it and things like this. What's going on, everybody? This is the specialist, and I want to talk to you about becoming accountable. Um, Because if you are not accountable to yourself, at, at the very least... You will not notice when actions, behaviors, thoughts, emotions, whatever it is, are causing you unintended consequences that you may not want to attend to intend. This is the deep problem with unaccountability. Usually when people talk about accountability, they talk about it in the sense of like, you need to become accountable about your living arrangements and your things like this. And that's important. But I think the bigger thing here actually is Becoming accountable about your emotions and what they're doing to you and to others around you and things like this. Um, And how when you take things personally, that causes you problems and different things like this. Because once you start to see, which requires self-awareness, once you start to see the problem with... Taking things personally and things like this. Getting stuck in the story. You start to kind of get a sense about things where in many areas of life, if you start to do this, you start to build wisdom power. And this topic of wisdom power I've talked about on my book, The Powers That Be.
but wisdom power is very important. I think we need to we underestimate wisdom power. Firstly, we don't know what wisdom is. We think it has to do with certain teachings and things like this, and that's part of it, but wisdom is beyond the teachings themselves in a lot of ways. It has more to do with... Because you could learn all kinds of knowledge, right? You could learn about... Weather and this kind of thing. And how to control the weather. But that wouldn't teach you the wisdom of uh, the consequences of doing this, which would teach you wisdom of how not to control the weather and how not to go extreme with that process. You know, the, And so... Wisdom is not necessarily about a teaching. It's not a Buddhist teaching or a Jesus teaching or a law of one teaching necessarily. I mean, that's part of it. But honestly, most a lot of it has more to do with uh, guidance and finding the reason why the teaching is important because it's not about the teaching right you could be taught all kinds of buddhist scripture shares or whatever they're not scripture scriptures but you know what i mean like sutras you know the heart sutra the uh what are the other buddhist scriptures um that i'm thinking of right now the heart sutra is the one that comes to mind for some reason right now but like um you could be taught about like Jin, which is kind of like a buddhist Understanding to a certain extent, things like this. But you, if you don't understand, because knowledge is not not understanding, right? You could un, you could have the knowledge about, like, if something is hot, it will burn you. You know, like a child, for instance, has the knowledge that a stove is hot. And the, the mommy says, it, "Oh, the stove is hot. Don't touch it. It's going to burn you." But the child may not understand that until it touches the stove or whatever and it gets burned. So knowledge is not understanding, number one, right? Understanding is being able to say the knowledge in your own words, in your own ways. I think I think there's a there's this, there's this technique, I think it was like called the Feynman technique or something where Basically, what you do is you, in order to really understand something, you have to read over something. Like, if you want to understand, like, gravity, for instance, you have to read a bunch of books, and then you have to find a way of formulating, in your own words, what you think gravity is. And if you can't seem to figure it out, you start again. You read the the books or whatever, and you can ask yourself questions, like, you know, what is this and what is that? And then you formulate in your own words what you think gravity is again and you just keep doing this until you can understand what gravity really is um i think there was like a four-step process but i forget what the four steps were exactly but something along those lines um you know because you're when you read a, a science textbook or, or not even really a textbook textbook but just a book about science or whatever you may not understand the topic necessarily, uh, which re- requires kind of a, gra- a mental grasping of a subject. You know, just like when when you are reaching for something, sometimes you can't completely grasp it physically with your hands or whatever. At the same time, there's also that same thing going on in your mind. Um. Right, and so wisdom is not necessarily about the knowledge; it's about the te- uh, it's about the understanding of why this knowledge is uh, wisdom-based knowledge is um, important. You know, this kind of thing, and what is really going on with this knowledge, and why that knowledge is matching what is, and things like this. 
But anyways, accountability is like this. Accountability and self-awareness go hand in hand because what's really necessary in order for accountability to work is the ability to become aware of the problems that come about based on what you're doing. So I want to go into some examples here in a minute and uh, talk the next up on the next segment. So this might be for a relatively long episode, so if you want to pause, go ahead uh, or grab your favorite drink. That's life, as our reality always says, is our reality. <clears throat> life is our reality is a good podcast if you want to go into this in a more personal way. There's different episodes that she does this kind of thing with in different ways. But I'm going to do this in a, a bit of a structural way because I think this helps you to see it a little bit better. Uh, and then you can deepen this and broaden this with more personal and, and uh, journalistic examples for yourself. Um, uh, you know, that's what I do here. I, I do it more structural so that you can take that information and, and go with it wherever you go, go with it, right? So get your favorite drink. I'm drinking tea. I'm actually really starting to like tea better than coffee, which is really interesting, but anyways, um, so, what, what is accountability, right, um, I'm gonna give you some things that I think accountability really means, and the first thing is wisdom, why does accountability equal wisdom, right, well, for, for, because first of all, if you don't, if you aren't accountable to yourself at the very least, you cannot change the things that you don't want to be accountable about, right? Like say, for instance, give you an example. If you, um, eat candy all day and you don't, but you don't want to get fat, but you don't feel like going on a diet or anything like this, going, exercising, then you aren't accountable to yourself about your your choices, your decision-making process, which causes unintended results or consequences. Um, you know, I did an episode about this, uh, consequences versus results, understanding, and... You know, the the more accountable you are about these kinds of different things, the more you can start to see wisdom. Uh. Wisdom in, in everyday things that you may not realize is, is containing wisdom. Because within every lie contains truth. And whenever every, within every truth contains a lie. Um, this is kind of a deeper point. That I've talked about in my... I haven't talked about this before, but... Uh, what this basically means is that if you know that... Like, that something is a lie... You know the truth. You know this is a lie. Within this... But if you know the truth... You can see the lie as well. You can see the lie that, that, that the truth would contradict. This kind of thing. And so, within every lie contains the truth. But every truth contains a lie. Um... Which in some ways I think kind of brings up the yin yang symbol. Yeah, because the yin yang symbol is like, I haven't really seen it obviously because I can't see, it, but like from what I've been told, you have the symbol where it's like the black and the white. Uh, and there's a little bit of the black and the white, and there's a little bit of the white and the black kind of thing. And that's really what we're referring to. And I think this is true with everything, honestly. Like, within every moral decision, with every, every morals is immorals or no morals. 
because you can't have morals without the opposite, which is no morals. Uh, and when that when then every non moral person is moral, because you can't have non morals without morals or immoral actions without morals. Uh, within it, you cannot have good without evil, evil without good. This kind of thing. Of course, those things are mostly subjective and they're not inherent in the universe, like a lot of people want to think. But that's a deeper episode. Um, but you know, this is this is the deep problem with accountability. Uh, is that I'm, one one of the deep problems actually with accountability that I've really become aware of is that most people, if they are accountable, they they are only accountable about certain things. Like they're accountable about their finances, they're accountable about certain things that they do, but they're not accountable about their emotional state about their story and how that confuses them, controls them, and how they don't realize this, uh, and things like this. And so the deeper point about accountability is not that you have to become accountable about your actions. That's important, but you have to become accountable about your emotional states and your story and what it's saying. As well, because that is causing you to think certain things about people, which may be judgmental or not, you know, this kind of thing. Um, anyways, um, that's a deeper point I might get into in, in, in the end of this episode, or later on in this episode at least. So, accountability equals wisdom, because with accountability you can start to understand why certain things are happening, what's causing them, this kind of thing. Um... Uh, with accountability equals awareness. Because the more that you... If you are not aware, you cannot become accountable to something. Like if you're unaware of a certain habit that's not, not good for you, that's causing you a lot of problems, you can't become accountable for it because you don't really see it. You can't seem to see it. Um, you know, it's actually a very deep problem because... A lot of people think that, like, ignorance is this thing where somebody is, like, being ignorant overtly. Like, oh, I don't want to see this, and I don't feel like seeing this, so I'm not going to see it. I mean, that could be a case. That that could be something that's happening. But oftentimes what I find is that the ignorance um, is, is actually much more subtle and is kind of like... Something that's happening uh, not because you don't want to see something, but because you're focusing exclusively on either something else or your story is deluding you about what you're seeing and this kind of thing. It's not it's not like you're deliberately saying like, oh, I don't want to see this and don't show me this truth or whatever. Uh, that could be something that's absolutely happening, but... Typically speaking, I find that it's absolutely much more of a deeper problem than this with the mirror effect, right? Um, which is why it's important to become accountable about your story, what your story is saying, what your emotions are saying, what your thoughts are saying. Uh, because if you, if you don't do this, you can't stop them, you can't fix them, you can't deal with them at that source, So, accountability equals wisdom, accountability equals awareness, accountability equals responsibility. You know, there's, honestly, I think one of the big problems that I've really become aware of in this culture lately is that we have, it's almost like there's been a demonization of thing, terms and ideas like accountability, responsibility, because we have... Nobody explaining the point at the purpose of these things. Um, and so the young people don't see why they should be accountable, why they should be responsible for things. Um, you know, I used to be something like this as well. 
but in different ways, obviously. Where we're dealing with it in different, in a very different kind of, in some ways more overt ways. Um, and so, you may think that if you're like a younger person, even if you're not a younger person, that accountability or responsibility means that, like, oh, life will become a burden now because you have to, have to become accountable about all these different things and I have to start to, like, this kind of thing, right? And my response to that kind of story-based understanding of things is this is it, it's a double as it's actually more of a a double based problem right on on one hand if you are looking at it from the story the answer is yes right but on the other hand if you're not willing to become accountable because it feels like a heavy load or heavy burden upon yourself what happens if you're doing something that you don't want to do. You and you don't want to become accountable for this. You don't you don't fix it. You don't stop it so it gets worse and you end up finding that in the in the end that you find yourself in a deeper problem than you were in before because you are no you don't want to be accountable about this thing. You don't want to be held responsible for this thing. Um, because responsibility in a lot of ways has been kind of this thing that like has almost been like a judgment that people put upon you. Like you need to be held responsible for this. And like, I blame you for this, this kind of thing. Um, when Really, like, without responsibility, without the ability of being accountable, you cannot understand things. You can't be wise. You can't be able to understand others. Um, and so, on one hand, if you're looking at it from the place of judgment, from the place of personalization, taking things personally in this way, you will see it as a punishment. You'll see it as a problem. You'll see it as a a non-joy, right? As a misery. But... There is that double-edged sword with this, right? Because that's the first um, edge is, yes, the, the so-called punishment that comes with that that you, think you're, that you think you're getting. But the other edge is the things that you don't want to change because you don't want to be held accountable, right? But when you're, when you're being, when you uh, hold yourself accountable, this is not about another person, really. In this particular case, especially, because what you're trying to do is not for others. Um, I mean, there are things you can do that are for others, you know, helping them with their homework or whatever. But in this case, you're not doing it for others because whether or not you, you are accountable about something, it's, you know, if you aren't accountable to some about something with another person. You know, that will affect them and their story and maybe even their lives in some ways as well. But like you will be equally as affected. And then they judge you, but they're not holding themselves accountable for that that story-based action reaction that they're getting to the thing that you're doing as well. So that's the other element of this. Because you have to become accountable about your emotions. And this is where I, I honestly disagree with a lot of therapies to say these days where really what we're getting in therapy anymore is we're just sitting there talking about our emotional state, which doesn't really fix the state, doesn't really stop the state, what I've noticed that it can actually do is an increase the state because you're now self-validating yourself. We're, we're, we're having this very, very deep problem with stage green where it's, it's trying to self-validate itself too. And that's actually causing it a lot of detriment right now. And it's one of the reasons why I think stage green has become very imbalanced in this culture because self-validation is wonderful, right? But if you're validating yourself, when maybe you should become accountable about your things, you you don't learn and you don't become wiser. And you're not able to see the problems of the actions that you're doing. 
right? And this is not about me judging you, or this is not about another person judging you. You know, if somebody judges you or not, it shouldn't really affect this decision. It should be about you, because it if it does affect it really does affect you whether you become accountable or not. Because if you don't, what happens? You don't learn. You don't change. You don't really grow. You don't really seem to know what's right or wrong in this way, in this like wisdom, power based way. And so, accountability is like a a way of becoming. Stronger, actually, you become more resilient. I, I, interestingly enough, like you, you might think that you're like, if you do this, uh. you will break apart. You'll become uncomfortable, and at first, that might be true, actually, because your original identities about accountability and self validation and all this stuff that you are currently identified with, story based and self based wise, are kind of breaking apart because you're not becoming accountable. But over time, that builds up uh, new identities that you can then use. Now you're identified with becoming accountable. You're identified with not be taking things personally because that causes you different problems. Uh, this kind of thing, right? And this is really where like stoicism and stuff like this kind of shine, to be honest. Because I think the really deep point about stoicism is that you can control your thoughts... And that you must control your thoughts. You must learn how to distinguish between a thought, an emotion, and a story-based content and reality. Those are very important distinctions that you must learn how to make if you want, not only if you want to become wiser, but if you also want to not be as triggered by reality. Because really what I've become very aware of is that if you live from the story, if you live from the self-based understanding, the emotions, the thoughts, in this personal kind of way, you will always be warring with reality. <laughs> this, this is deep point. And you may not see this at first because... You you aren't aware enough to see this, but why 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 I say this is because. So to give to help you understand this, I'll give you an example. Right. Um, let's say. I'm just giving like a simple example. Let's say you want quiet and silence in your area. In your neighborhood. But then let's say one day. Or maybe let's say that. Some noisy neighbors move into your area. And you you know it's not like you can, you can move or anything. Because it's not like you're rich or anything like this. And let's say that there, there is a. Complex. That's being start, started to build. That's in this area or near this area that you're in. It's making things more noisy. There's more loud noises going on here. Uh, and so the reason why I say that you are in a war with reality because of this is because you want something that is now no longer there, right? You now get mad. And now you conflict rea with reality. You say, no, this is bad. This is wrong. This shouldn't be a thing. I'm, <clears throat> I'm triggered that you're taking away something that should be mine. You know, this kind of thing. This is how wars get started. This is how violence gets started. Ta-da. Um, you know, because... You know, like a good example is like, let's say you have a nation, right, that has access to. Now, I was reading this book. It's a very interesting book. It's called The Accidental Superpower, talking about the United States. Um, if you're interested in uh, politics or more objective politics and things like this, you might want to read this because it's very deep. 
But anyways, um, one of the things it was talking about was that because of the geography of the United States, we actually are very blessed. It's it's hard to attack us. We it's easier to transport things across the United States because of the rivers that we have and the, the terrain that we have and things like this versus like other areas. You know, we, we're blessed because we have a lot of uh, natural resources and, and natural area, arable areas we can farm and th- things like this versus like other areas with, where we don't have this, right? And even things like oil we have in, in a lot of areas. Um, it was talking about fracking and stuff like this as well. And so let's say you're not like this. And you live in an area that's a desert or that's becoming very hard to live in because it's turning into a desert, right? But you see this other area that's nearby. It's like it's your next door neighbor or whatever that's, that has more than you, that has more resources than you and lives in like a, a sort of oasis-based area. And you go... This is unfair. We should have the same resources that they they do, and we should have all these different things that they have. And it's annoying that we don't have these things. You know what happens over time? Maybe they maybe they, those two nations go to war with each other. You know maybe that other something like this happens. Something worse than this happens even. Um, and so this is why I say that because you are identified with the story, the personal self in this way, you are naturally at war with reality to lesser or greater degrees. Uh, this is a deeper point that like I could go into in another episode, which I might actually do because I I do want to help you really see this in such a deep fundamental way that you can start to see the really deep problem with the story and the identifications that you have and the personalization, the taking things personally, thing that you do and stuff like this. Um, you know, um, and so I, I was originally trying to give you definitions of accountability, you know, things that I thought, like words about what I thought accountability meant, things like this, but then I kind of went on to this, these other subjects because they're much related here. And so if you are not accountable about these different things, the story, what that story is doing, what your thoughts are saying, what your emotions are saying, things like this, and you're not accountable about those things, then what happens? You suffer. You, you struggle against reality. You struggle against what is. You're matching reality versus not matching reality. Your understanding, your understandings are not matching reality. Which is causing conflict between you and reality. Not not on reality's part, on your part. Implicitly. Because you're it's not like you're doing this like explicitly, like, oh I'm 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 declaring war upon reality. But you're doing so implicitly because there is something that you that you Want versus what is versus what is. In this case, there's something that you want that is silence or quiet a quiet neighborhood versus what is. A noisy, annoying neighborhood. And so that causes you to judge the neighbors around you. That causes you to get annoyed about the neighbors around you. That causes you to <clears throat> complain to people you know around you about the neighbors that you have, have and things like this. Which makes you suffer and if you complain enough makes the other people around you suffer. And they might start getting annoyed about this and, and judging you. Now they're in conflict with you. And that's why I say that the self, the little self, is in conflict with reality. Little self meaning like what you traditionally think of as the self. You, 
Like, I, I am annoyed that this person is being this way with me and this kind of thing, right? The little self. Versus big self, capital S, which is everything, right? Um, so accountability is wisdom. Accountability is responsibility. Or accountability is um, awareness. These are the basic three things I think accountability really require and are in order to work. Or if they don't require them, they create them as a result of accountability. You know, the more accountable you can become about life is the more that you can start to become wise and to become stronger as a person. You know, we're currently living through a a stage green, green extreme right now. And I've talked about stage green, spiral dynamics. I might do more episodes on stage green and, and then stage yellow. Because I haven't really done a whole lot of stage yellow episodes. Um, but I do want to do some uh, episodes on stage green and stage yellow. And the basic differences and and how to kind of get into yellow better uh, episodes. But... One of the big deep imbalances of stage green, especially at the extreme levels, is their need to self-validate themselves. Um, something we're really seeing, we're really seeing this right now in culture, where um, in social media, where like people are saying things that like may not even be. Uh, like the most correct or anything like or useful or whatever and they're getting validated and so social media has become about self-validation it's become about like this need to be liked need to get likes you know this kind of thing Um, which is not necessarily just the stage green thing but I think the stage green type people do it to the excess. And so when things... They disagree with conflict with reality. They need safe spaces. They need to have trigger warnings everywhere. Because they aren't accountable about these things. They, aren't, they, they, can't, they don't want to be accountable about maybe the fact that they are wrong about certain things. In this way. And it's not like I'm saying that they're dumb for this or whatever. Like some people take that to the extreme where they're like, oh oh, yeah, these people are so stupid. Or they're just postmodernists and they're communists and they're bad and they're evil. This kind of thing. (laughs) Um, Because that then would create unaccountability on your side. Because then you're not holding yourself accountable for your story and how your story is influencing what you're seeing. Um, it requires you to go beyond this, to be honest with you, because the more that you listen to your story, the more that you romanticize or whatever life in a story-based way, is the less you understand reality. Honestly. Um, this is a very deep point, actually, because, you know, there was a time where I, I would have kind of kind of gone along with you halfway with the story and be like, oh, yeah, sometimes listening to the story is fine, this kind of thing. Um, you know, you, you, it's fine to have, like, your likes and dislikes um, to a certain extent. But I've come to this point where I, I've understood the pro- the deepest problems of the story. Which actually, ironically, is not completely even about the story itself. It's about what the story is doing to you and how the story is distorting your reality. Distorting reality, what you think of as reality. And distorting what you see around you as reality. Um, You 
And that's why the Buddha said that attachment starts with desire. To a certain extent, I don't know if that's completely correct because I think desire by itself doesn't really do much of anything. But if you are identified with that desire, you start like thinking that you need to have this desire met in some way. That creates a sense of self based on this desire. And then that creates the attachment, that creates the problem. And that starts the, the road down to conflict with cl- conflicting with reality. So it is kind of a first step, I suppose, but I don't think desire by itself is the problem completely. Um, but if you're unconscious of it, it, it could definitely start the chain reaction of unconsciousness and conflicting with reality in the speech of why that we're talking about. You know, because we need to become accountable about these things. You know, because if you aren't accountable about how your story is con- distorting what you're saying, this kind of thing, you, you you can't fix it. You can't see how you know, this might actually be true. And so you listen to it, and then you get stuck in it, and then you can't change it. And then you, you wonder why your life sucks and you wonder why your life is struggling and, you, and there's so much struggle and misery and stuff like this going on. Or at the very least, you wonder why you're so annoyed and you wonder why so many people are assholes. Um, and the reason is because not necessarily because people are assholes, but because you have to, your, your mind, your story takes everything personally. It becomes a personal attack upon you. Which is why I say that you, your story, the self, the little self, without the capital S, is conflicting with reality. That's what that means. We're conflicting with what is. Which could mean, like, in the case of, like, the loud noises around you, or it could be in the case of, like, another person... Or in some cases, it it could be in the sense of like your own self, right? You could be a homophobe. You could be um, against homosexuality and be like, oh, this is a wrong thing. This is a sin. When in reality, you're the homosexual, right? But you're just just, um, denying it from yourself. You're suppressing it in yourself, which is you conflicting with yourself, literally conflicting with yourself in this way. Uh, and so accountability is is really about this deep point of uh, finding a way of become becoming respons- taking responsibility over your thoughts, your emotions, and what those things are doing to you and how you are. How, how those things are making you interpret things in certain ways that you may not necessarily want to interpret things. This is why I've always taught you how to question things in these episodes. This is why I've always taught you to seek truth no matter what. Because it's not like you're like deliberately not seeking truth and going, I want to see lies everywhere. You're like, I don't think anybody's like this. Most people think that they're trying to seek truth no matter what. But the basic difference is that most of those people do so in very personal and story-based ways. You know, like a good example is like you could see something on the news about something you may not even know anything about. And then you start commenting in your head about this, right? Like you see something about like um, this nation is attacking this other nation. 
And you go, how dare this nation do this? And this is bad and you shouldn't be attacking this nation. And this nation is evil. This nation is bad. We should give money to this other nation. I'm not saying that attacking nations is good. But um, I'm not saying it's bad either. I'm saying that what if when you are doing this, you aren't seeing the truth. You're not seeing what's really going on with why this nation is doing this. You're not seeing why this is happening. The deeper reason why. You're seeing your why, what you think their their reasons, and your reason is something like, "Oh, they're just evil. They're just dumb. They're just whatever it is." Uh, that's but that's such an over, overt example, like a nation attacking another nation. Um, you know, there there could be another deeper example where, so the, the, there's an example that I've be given before, right? Let's say you see somebody being really aggressive with, with another person. Like, how dare you do this? And you're such a bad person. And, and then you see this and, you, and you're like getting annoyed at this aggressive person. You're going, stop, stop. And maybe this person even starts to fight with this other person. And you're going, stop being an asshole. Stop fighting this guy. You know, this kind of thing, right? Um, but then what if you find out later that this guy was trying to protect his daughter from the guy that he was fighting because the guy that he was fighting was a you know pedophile he was trying to groom his daughter that kind of thing right you would have a different reaction right and then you find out later after that because then you get annoyed about that like that you get annoyed about the fact that this guy is a pedophile and that he's on the streets like how dare they let this guy out on the streets and then you find out later that the reason why the dad thought this guy was a pedophile was because he saw his name on the, the, the sex offender registry. I know not, not all states do this. Like, I think Florida does it. I think some other states do this. But, like, there's a registry of people who are registered sex offenders, right? But let's say that you find out later that this person was in the sex offender registry, not because he was molesting children, or anything like this, because uh, this person that the dad thought was a pedophile was actually engaged in a relationship with another dad's daughter who was like 17 or whatever, and the dad got mad. The second dad, you know, the dad's daughter's dad, that the guy, that the uh, guy who was like, being aggressed against was uh, sleeping with, you know, the dad got mad and the dad char- pressed charges and he was, the guy was arrested for like statutory rape, even that was a consensual relationship or whatever, right? Depending on the ages and stuff like this, you know, I'm not saying that this is an absolutely correct position, but this is what I'm talking about. This is why I've said that the story is not always useful or helpful or even correct. And this is why I've always taught you how to question things. This is necessary. This is the most necessary thing that we don't have in society right now. From both parties, both people and parties. And it's annoying. Because the, 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 when you aren't doing this, when you're not accountable to yourself, and when you're not holding yourself accountable for the story or the possibility that the story is deluding you, you believe lies, you believe falsehoods, you believe things that may not be true. And you get stuck in those worldviews, you get stuck in those falsehoods. And you go, how dare they? They they believe that this election is um, not a fraud and this kind of thing, right? This is why I will always teach you to question things. Question, 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 question. Always question. This includes even the things that I teach you in these episodes. This is true accountability. Holding yourself accountable for your thoughts, your emotions, your opinions, your story. 
Um, because these things make you at war with reality. In deeper ways. It's a very deep problem, actually. It's a very deep uh, situation. Of course, there's there's other elements of being accountable, like being accountable for your actions. Like if you do a bad action that causes unintended consequences, you can hold yourself accountable for that and go, oh, you know, maybe I didn't realize that at the time. Uh, so there's two edges to this, right? It's holding yourself accountable for these actions. Let's say you, you did an action and you go, oh, I shouldn't have done this action. But you can go even deeper with that as well and go, why did I think this action was good? Um, pointing you to pointing you to the story and the self-based answer, the little self. Um, which is why I think both of these are required. But this is difficult. This is an acquired taste because it really because once you start to do this, your identifications start to fall apart, which creates what you think is suffering. And when what's really happening is that you are in conflict with reality, and reality is now. You are now realizing that you're in conflict with reality. You're taking accountability for that and you're trying to change that, which is now breaking those identifications apart. You're seeing through the identification. You go, oh, that's the problem with this identification and that's what's going on here, this kind of thing, right? And so there is this, du- there is this double-based... Uh, I don't want to use the word double-edged sword because that's not really what it is. In some ways, I get into this, but like, there's a double-edged part of this with accountability. You know, holding yourself accountable for the actions that you do, the words that you say, things like this. But also going deeper than this and and holding yourself accountable for the story-based and little self-based reactions that caused the... Origin, that caused the actions and the words that you said to someone as well. Um, which I think is often missed when it comes to accountability, which is why I really want to do this episode for you here so that you can help to, so that I can help you see through the story with it, what the story was really telling you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, and I will talk to you in the next one.